Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. So, season nine for Album for the Day, we're going to do self titled albums. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about self titled albums is it may be their first recording, it may not be. They may have waited nine albums to do a self titled <laughs> album. And these but, are the things we discover. And the, uh, the thing I love about the self-titled concept is a lot of times it really shows you who the artist is, you know, and that's why they made it their self-titled they album. They felt that confidently about this content that they were like, what else can we mm-hmm. call it? This is who I am as yeah. an artist. Signature. Awesome. Album for the day, February 11th, is Violent Films. And Violent Films was recorded in July of 1982, released on April 13th of 1983. It was recorded at Castle Recording Studios in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, and released on Slash Records. And this album has come out in a variety of incarnations. Doesn't matter which version, Mm. always a classic. This is an absolute classic alternative early alternative classic album this album is the most successful album from the violent films so this album was certified gold four years after its release and platinum four years after that never once appeared on the billboard 200 that says everything you need to (coughs) that says everything you need to know about this record and how awesome it is like it didn't get the credit it deserved, but the people were listening, and the people know better than the freaking charts and all the... Ugh, people ugh. say, dude. The oh, people man. People had their and say here. This is a bona fide... It just... It is... It's a. It's an absolute beater. Like, it's so good. Um, it's like the definition of what, like, American folk punk... Like that crossover that kind of started with kind of the violent films. Like they they really they broke a lot of ground. So they had a very unique sound that nobody else was doing. That was 1983. Now they actually did hit the Billboard 200 right after it went yeah. platinum. Yeah, eight years later, <laughs> made the chart. Oh, hey, oh, we're, hey. Wow. we're in a movie. We're in. A TV show. Yep. That, Look at that. Yeah. Um, but this album is a great example of, you know, people that worked hard finally got noticed by the Pretenders mm. while they were busking on the streets of Milwaukee. The Pretenders. Wow. And the Pretenders just happened to see that and was like, well, the, that's something special well, right think about there. It. He, so, uh, Brian Ritchie, who, uh, you know, I'm he's the driving, driving force of the Violent Femmes. He plays like this acoustic bass, and his riffs are just an absolute. You want to talk about a backbone of what a band, the stru- the structure of what a band is. It's just like you hear it and you immediately know it's Brian Ritchie playing, and it's like you're like, oh, that's yeah, that's the Violent Femmes, and like Gordon Gano. Um, it's kind of like Mike Gordon yeah. or John Entwistle. Yeah, you hear it and you're like, boom, there John it is. John Paul Jones. Who's, who's you're like, that? I, if I don't recognize, if it's a part that doesn't have vocals in it, yeah. I'm still like, I know who that is. Yep, yep. And uh, Gordon Gano, you know, his guitar, you know, and his lyrics for that matter are both 
they're, like they're compelling. They're very compelling. They're engaging, and they they play off of that base, in my opinion. Um, and I, I would I, agree with I, that. I, I absolutely love the the interaction between the two of them while they're playing, because no other band sounds like them. A lot of bands have tried to sound like them. But nobody has ever really sounded like what the Violent you, Femmes have been able to produce. Because this is an organic sound. Yeah, this isn't something contrived. They're not trying to sound like anybody yeah. other than themselves. Yeah. and this album in particular is—it's almost the ultimate high school album. You know what I mean? I know that they're like. Well, Gordon was an eighteen-year-old yeah. high school student yeah. when he wrote. Oh, most this, of the songs yeah. on this album and the next one. Yeah, all the all the songs, "Kiss Off," "Add It Up," "Prove My Love," you know, "Gone Daddy Gone." All of them are very. I don't want to say like. Um, it's like if Kurt they, Cobain had been less angry and a little more witty. Yeah, he was still when he was still in his mom's, you know, and he's still in his parents' basement. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, and like, and that's, and this album, yes, they've grown up since this album. You know, I mean, they're, I mean, good Lord, they're probably in their fifties now, you know? So the cover of this album is also extremely interesting. I love it. Again, another one you could notice from across the room. Absolutely. Um, The cover model, this bears a little similarity, not in every way, but a little way to Nevermind. Since we just brought up Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. um, the cover model is Billy Joe Campbell, a three-year-old girl who was walking down a street in L.A. when she and her mother were approached and offered a hundred dollars for a photograph that ended up being the album cover. And now we're talking about Billy Joe Campbell, yeah, who, who probably is like living her best life in Milwaukee as a mom, doing whatever it is Billy Joe Campbell does. Hey, I hope you're doing well, Billy Joe. I hope you're doing well. I mean, she's looking in the window of a house in Laurel Canyon. Mm -hmm. That literally could have been anybody, but she said, I remember looking into that building and they kept telling me there were animals in there and I was pissed off. I didn't know why they were making me look in this building. I had no idea there were photographers there. (laughs) I was pissed off that I couldn't see the animals, and I was all cranky by the end of it. I love it. I love it. Today's your day, Billy Joe. I love it. I love it. Such a great... Dude, This not only this cover, the story behind the cover, the songs are fantastic. Uh, Yeah, this this is an album just... Just don't miss this album. This, this is album so great. says everything that, you know, if you never got over that teeny angst, mm-hmm. this is still your theme this song. Is still. All of it. Yep. The whole thing. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, well, today's uh, album for the day today, February 11th, is Violent Femmes. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at album the number four of the day. Uh, give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us, uh, and feel free to shoot us an email. Um, give us a request at album the number four of the day at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. I hope you know that this will go down on your permanent record. <laughs> nice. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woo-hoo!